Yuck, Mala! Yuck, Mala! Welcome back, my friends. We'll meet again, my friends. And I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am... I'd like to say that I'm happy to be joining you for this wonderful holiday special, but, but you know, I'm just joining you for this holiday special. And I'm also joined by my, by my friends. I've got Jack Hall. Hey, I'm Jack Hall, and it's the holidays, and I'm hammered. <laughs> hammered, hammered on the holidays. Well, that's that's the name of your. It's the name of your and It took Christmas a special. lot of work to get hammered this early in the day, by the way. <laughs> but I don't say I don't have my. I'm not. A, I'm a trooper for the podcast. You are. You are. And uh, and James Cotta, how much of a trooper are you? <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm about one martini into a triple martini. So I'm. Uh, I, I've got a nice holiday buzz on uh, to uh, discuss our holiday film. Mm-hmm. And finally, Nick Boxer, who is in a constant state of buzzery. Greetings and salutations. I'd just like to say to our listening audience, run, run for the hills now. Because <laughs> pack all the food in the kitchen, hide out in the hills. It's your only hope from this particular movie. Oh, God. I mean, well, what this... you just said could, could be could be valid any day of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so very true. So very true. Yes, that's well... not that bad. Oh, yeah. you, 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 you know <laughs> this, what? This movie or this, this movie or twenty twenty year to do this movie. It, it really was, yes. So <laughs> this is this is our way of uh, of wrapping up. The stinking, to ourselves, you're yes, saying? the stinking turn of 2020 with on. the stinking turn of uh, of a holiday special called the Star Wars Holiday Special, our our one off holiday season because we considered making it a full season, but after this we couldn't keep going. Come <laughs> on, how many other holiday specials feature uh, a villain getting killed? Come on, <laughs> not a, not enough. No, yeah, no. and and very few holiday specials traumatized me as a child. I, <laughs> I I felt molested by this movie, and I'm only now recovering memories from it. <laughs> You're having the flashbacks like in every other movie we watch. Where you gotta, yeah. Yeah, like the, the so that's it. Another maybe movie that, that's rapey. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a great starting point. Is it, you, we're all uh, we're all in our our uh, our middle agesness. Uh, so what is your first memory of the Star Wars holiday special? It's the first holiday. It's the first Star Wars thing I ever saw. I, I watched it. I mean, I was all excited. I remember watching it. I don't have a lot of memories of the actual show, but I was because I'm the youngest of the four of us. So, I mean, I would have been the youngest watching it theoretically, but <laughs> mm, that's an interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Of those, of math, those, you know, bring too much math into this but. of those like yeah. four or five months between. Yes. You're, you're definitely. But yeah. So it's the difference between remembering stuff and not. And I don't, I don't really remember except for a sense of confusion watching it. That's, that's my memory <laughs> is that I, as a little kid had a sense of confusion watching this. And this is the first time I've seen it since its original broadcast. Oh wow! And uh, but yeah, this was I would have seen this before I saw the uh, the actual movie because I saw, didn't see that till the the '79 re-release, leading into Empire. Uh, me as well. Uh, I had 
I didn't see the Star Wars movies until they were out on VHS, uh, the first two movies. Uh, I saw Jedi at the uh, the drive-in, uh, but the first two movies I didn't see until uh, – I guess the Star Wars probably whenever the network TV premiere was, but that wasn't until after Jedi came out. Uh, so this was the first experience of Star Wars I had. This and toys uh, are what uh, set me on my Star Wars path. And, uh, and, and this and the toys actually explains why I always thought the cantina was a bigger section of Star Wars than it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because so. the cantina is like eight minutes or something of the real film. And 82 <laughs> uh, but, of this one. But it's it's a yeah it's a goodly chunk of the runtime of this and uh, and more than half the toys that were released for the first film were cantina creatures so it it felt my childhood memory was that was like half the movie. <laughs> wow! Wow! You know, my my I had seen Star Wars. My parents were cool enough, and I think it was the only movie they ever took me to to take <laughs> me to the original Star Wars in the drive-in. Nice. And then a year later, or whatever the time period was, I saw this on TV. And I remember being excited. It was my night on the television because every, I think it was a Thursday, I got to watch The Incredible Hulk. And, of course, that was preempted by this. I was all in for Star Wars. And, you know, the bar was pretty low. I mean, I didn't really care about Star Wars. I cared about R2-D2. <laughs> And you know what? This special has him in it for two scenes, and he is not the focus. They could have put a, you know, a still of R2-T2 up and beep bop boop bopped for two hours, and I would have been happy. <laughs> I remember being pissed. And in fact, after watching this again, I got up this morning and canceled CBS All Access. <laughs> Just for some sort sort of revenge, I'm still pissed. I don't I don't really get it. You know, I get movies that are so bad they're good. This is so bad. It's bad. Uh, uh, you don't play this kind of trick on children. R2D2 is uh, played by himself in it, though. That's right. Oh, nobody, yeah. He's no stunt double. Yeah, they got a uh, they got the real stars R two D two. Yeah, they got the real. Oh. They got the remote controlled R two D two. No Kenny Baker around. And uh, in this one, uh, and uh, you think that's the choice, or did he? He was the only one with like enough clout to like, yeah, find somebody else to put put in that tin can because <laughs> they didn't even put anybody in. It was remote controlled. It's funny to because looking back like on history. The idea to think that this preempted a, a two-hour block of Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk. Because <laughs> nowadays that would never happen. No, 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 for sure. What a weird slice of uh, of pop culture time that that's you know to say that those were first-run shows that were uh, preempted for this. And uh, we, when we spoke about uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, uh, we, we noted that this this played three weeks after Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park aired. Uh, so a, a, a strange, strange time as the 1970s uh, kind of got their last kicks in. So you're game. saying Kiss Me as the Fan of the Park was actually a, ho- a holiday movie? Because that uh, makes so much mid, more sense. Mid of, Mid-October, so I guess a Thanksgiving movie? Yeah. <laughs> Mid-November, right? Yeah, I guess, the, no, this would have been, yeah, this would have been uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, this uh, is Thanksgiving. I, I live so close to the Canadian border that I celebrate both. Uh, I get I get two Thanksgivings. 
That's lucky. You're a very thankful person. And then you watch this, and now you're not thankful anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that bad. Stan, you didn't uh, didn't step in there. Oddly enough, I... Apparently, after watching this again, I say again, but I have no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> this this aired twice, I think. Uh, much later, they uh, you know Lucas uh, you know tried to you know in much the it, same way it, that Schwarzenegger it, it was tried only to get, one uh, only one broadcast in America. I, I thought it. In some places, it played again in '79, but I'm not sure where. Yeah, that, that was. was in Europe. There was countries in Europe where it played for uh, in '79. And yeah, '78. Yeah, but, and it might have played a second time in Canada. Canada got it an hour before the America. Lucky, lucky Canada. So, and it's yeah. funny because I mean, I wasn't. I was very young when this originally aired, but I do remember it airing. So it's it's strange to me that I have a memory from you know as young as I was when this when this Isn't originally the- aired. Isn't the cartoon in this uh, Canadian? Yeah, Nelvana. Uh, yeah, it's Nelvana, the same company that did uh, Rock and Rule. That, uh, That's right, yeah, Rock and yeah. Rule, and and of course Droids and uh, and right, Ewoks. So, because it could have aired in Canada more than once, then I would think, because wouldn't it qualify as Canadian content? Don't they have that? I don't think there? I don't think it would because of the uh, the it's not long enough to qualify as Canadian content versus yeah, the, I, I, unless they aired it on its own. Yeah. The 7.5 hour runtime of this, uh, of this holiday special. <laughs> so you liked it. Hey, sad. Oh, well, let's just say that I decided to, uh, I decided to share this with my son, Ben and, and at the end he attempted to hang himself with his hoodie, uh, with his hoodie. So it was, I, I, this is one of those uh, this is one of those pop culture things that uh, I enjoy trying to explain it to people uh, because the more you talk about it, the more it sounds made up. Oh, for sure, there's no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> it, it was. To, we, we never even we never even did Nick's summary. We were no. things. We didn't get no, Nick's that's summary. That's true. We this. need to get Nick's summary, but it is it is true that this for many years people. It was like almost an urban legend. This thing here, like, like, because I mean, because Lucas, you know, wouldn't let it air anywhere. And before we had, you know, I mean, there was a little bit of tape trading, but and you know, you would find it at like conventions and whatever, marked up for like fifty bucks. Yeah, you know, it was and a, be like a sixth for generation. A lot of us just to yeah. see again to like confirm it's it existed. Yeah, but for a lot of people, they weren't sure if it existed. And I think too that there's this there's this concept where if you have seen it at one point, you know the legends of it being horrible, but I think there's that desire to watch it again to be like, okay, this seemed horrible and everybody says this is horrible, but is this really horrible? <laughs> no, no, it's kind of even, like even, you remember like, you remember it was bad, but your memory tricks you to think it can't can't have been as bad as I remember. Maybe it was just that yeah. bad. But there's this really weird tone to it that is just ugly and vile. It, whether it's like the Chewbacca's watching porn or <laughs> the <laughs> get it, to the summary. It, it's not child I remember. Be, I was a low mark on the Star Wars bar bar, and I remember being like a pissed off kid. 
I don't know. I mean, even the animation section, which is arguably the best part in this, which is actually awesome watching it as an adult. Uh, The only part ever uh, officially released, yeah. Yeah, it, it, although it's good, it's good for my adult eyes. I mean, who, what, what kid is really into the art of Mobius? That they sort of that, that they sort of pattern the animation out after. Like I remember watching that as a kid and just thinking it was ugly. Um, I was just say, as a kid, I was so young. I was so young that just the idea of seeing Star Wars is enough to make me excited. You know, confused but excited. But yeah, let's let's do the summary. There's no way I want to go through this thing without getting <laughs> a big summary. That would be a rip off to everybody listening. All right, I I can do the summary. That's not a problem. Well, we. We, we visit Chewbacca's family on his home planet, and uh, Chewbacca's late for Life Day, a.k.a. Christmas. And to fill in the time, we join Chewbacca's family as they watch TV and are hassled by the Imperial Guards. And, you know, they do some other stuff in little vignettes. And Art Carney shows up, and I don't know why he's in this. We get a couple songs, and then uh, Chewie and Han show up at the end, and happy Life Day, everybody. Um, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of stories. It's just all little vignettes, which actually I kind of like the idea of visiting the Star Wars universe. But you know what? The vignettes aren't really in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> they're they're just vignettes of random completely random things i think that their their thinking was okay we don't have really good material but if we get a comedic genius like harvey corman to do it he can make it funny no matter how crappy the material is turns out that's not the case the the idea was these young whippersnappers in their robots (laughs) i don't get it but we'll just throw it into a christmas special I, B. Arthur and Harvey Corman, and the whole bit is flat. Like that's yes. you have to really get up early in the morning. And this is co-written by by Bruce Valange. Yeah, who did um, all the comic relief stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, but he <laughs> he admitted he was high on cocaine during the entire creative process. I I can't imagine anyone wasn't in the creative process of this. <laughs> it's his. Uh, I, the, I, I refer to it as the intersection of 70s pop culture and, and mounds of cocaine. Uh, it is uh, it, it's impossible to explain to anyone. Um, it's impossible to explain. Period. Because uh, you know, ostensibly, the reason for this is to keep the Star Wars franchise going in between movies uh, and sell toys um, and you know make some money off of a t- off of something just slapped together for, you know a year and a half after the original star wars but it doesn't seem to accomplish any of those things <laughs> well they, they the created a toy line but but they after this was such a disaster they pulled it before it got released so there's just oh, really? some yeah they 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 pulled the idea of it before the release but there is some uh some pictures of models and stuff like that out there like they just took chewie basically and re- repurposed him i mean there was talk of doing it all uh all all Wookiee movie and everything like that. And, you know, I mean, it was... That's I, Lucas is the one who wanted them to use the Wookiees. I mean, it was his idea. Like, he's he's forced... <laughs> and then then they had the director, and the original director was a friend of Lucas's who didn't understand how to use multi-camera shoots, so he gets fired after three, three segments. 
and uh, and uh, you know he ends up getting replaced by somebody who uh, who never talked to Lucas in the, the entire. They got a Bible <laughs> of how Wookies act and talk, and that was his entire Star Wars input that he received from Lucas and and those folks like this thing has disaster written all over it which is why well, I say come on folks it's not that bad how Bro, many how, how many minutes of this like 95 minute run are Wookiees talking to each other with no humans present Bruce Belanche mm. was really worried about that because he's like so we're gonna have all these characters grunting to each other in a language without subtitles we're gonna have that and try and keep the audience from leaving and and he's and 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 he's like I don't think we should do that. And Lucas was like, No, if there's one thing we're gonna do, we're gonna have the Wookies. <laughs> what is it about Lucas? He and put Wookies his foot down on Wookies. Lucas and Wookies is a weird history because the the original screenplay of uh, Star Wars, the entire third act was Wookies. Um, that yeah. ended up getting repurposed in Return of the Jedi with Ewoks, um, and then finally did get used in the prequels with Wookies. <laughs> Um, so he's he just had this uh, this weird hang up about Wookies. Um, I actually I thought in this I thought the pantomime wouldn't have been as bad if the costumes were you know real costumes and not just. Hey, Stan Winston worked on them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah I mean the uh, he didn't like, work very hard. <laughs> <laughs> The, the voice of uh, the voice of Chewie's uh, Chewie's son just grated on me. Uh, it killed the really yes. grandpa. The grandpa. Yeah. So, so that what bothered they did me. Was they went to the zoo and they recorded actual bears, and, <laughs> and then they sped it up and, and and changed the pitch. So his voice that grates on you is actually bear. Mm. Yeah. So I must I must have some genetic thing about uh, you know that's a danger. So. Cobra. In, in other words, what you should not do is go to a zoo and listen to the bears at uh, twice the speed. Just so when you're yeah, I when do you're that out, my podcast. Do uh, I, I'll make the trip to the zoo take half as long if I listen to them. They, twice they must have thought that the, this was going to be the most precocious little kid. This this uh, <laughs> and he was like the well, he was the most annoying character. Like I don't know how you can make a kid that doesn't actually speak that annoying. <laughs> and, they, and yet they did it. Success. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every time, same thing. Like every time, um, uh, Lumpy came on screen, it was you know Van wanted to hide his head under a pillow. It was it was not not a good scene. <laughs> I think you're you're like I say, this thing's not that bad. Let let Van know it's not that bad. I think you're 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 the fact you watched it with somebody who uh, you know. Is a uh, younger than a millennial, uh, you know, and watches it and dislikes it is 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 coloring your perception. It's not that bad. No, 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 no I'm pretty bad. sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think there's parts of it that are that bad. Yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> I, I think I there's. Think I mean, not. there's a there's a goodly chunk of this that that is uh, that is actually enjoyable. I mean, there's the 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 whole Boba Fett cartoon is great, um, and that's uh, you know that's better than 10% of the runtime. So <laughs> <laughs> I think Did Harrison, you enjoy the acrobatic uh, man, thing out weird. of nowhere in the first man, 15 weird. minutes. Yes. So, uh, so there's three or four chunks of this that are entertainment that the Wookiees watch. Um, leaving aside that all of the Wookiees entertainment is human is humanoids. Um, 
<laughs> Thought has crossed my mind, yes. <laughs> Which is well, uh, no, there's there's Harvey Corman and Alien Face. Don't forget that's right. that. That's so not we got human. A, what do we got? We got a cooking show. We got uh, uh, we got the weird two music videos. Two music videos. One of one of them is a, a VR um, VR girlfriend video that uh, you know, uh, very forward thinking. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Her, his, yeah, Itchy's Fantasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jefferson Starship on uh, that the, the kid watches. Um, that that's that's kind of I mean it's, it's basically a variety show and that like with not enough variety in it uh, that they uh, they almost had enough structure like really if you made the Wookies thinner and put in a couple more musical numbers it probably would have worked better. Uh, because really, it's just creating a frame for those bits. Not if they kept up the quality of those musical videos. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all look like those uh, those old 3D video games with like that uh, uh, that uh, you know, only had three different movements, and you had to press the button at the right time to keep following the story. <laughs> they're, they're all like these weird um, monochromatic. Uh, like processed video kind of vignettes. Um, well, yeah, like the idea of what the future was supposed to look like in the late seventies. Well, it's not the future. It's a, it's a, it's a long, right. long time That's ago right. in a galaxy far, far away. That's right. That's, yes, that is the one thing I'm a Star Wars purist about is it's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, the future, Stop. the future for a long time ago then, made by the late seventies. Of the present. <laughs> <laughs> how about the fact that? Uh, how about the fact that um, uh, we said you said that the the Harvey Corman, Beatrice Arthur, B. Arthur part here that that's completely flat. But how is it flat? Do you think because basically the the plot of it is uh, Harvey Corman's character just considers to you know be B. Arthur's character to be so insanely hot that he can't. <laughs> He's just in love with her, yeah. She's just a total POA, you know, and he just can't resist. It's 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 odd that I think it's the context because if that bit had played on uh, on uh, the Carol Burnett show, it probably would have worked. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like I think I think it's the context of it because that's what it feels like is like you know Carol Burnett doing a parody of Star Wars, um, and yet it, because it's because it's framed with these real Star Wars things. Uh, it, it gives it this, like, it just gives it an odd tone. A, an odd, actually, a studio, a studio audience might have helped that, you know, just some laughter in that. <laughs> well, and and I think the problem too is that, like, I think it kind of goes to being a problem with the whole thing, is that it's so long in comparison to all the other bits that it does seem out of place, especially as you get this right near the end of this holiday special where it's just like you've suddenly jammed what what I think feels like 20 minutes worth of the cantina in into this movie isn't it like the scene though with the most heart like if we're talking we're you know when we get to scoring and everything like that isn't it the scene where's the most you know it's 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 kind of got a bittersweetness to it and and you know it goes on too long but isn't it probably you could argue the most heart no <laughs> I mean, right, if you want to compare its heart level to the rest of it, then yes, absolutely. Is, uh, j- just a quick check: it is is thirteen minutes. Wow, 
uh, from start to finish for that because uh, it's it starts with a uh, it's the Imperials break in and say that every Imperial soldier has to watch this documentary <laughs> about life on the Outer Rim. <laughs> which is in itself a weird framing device. Uh, and then they show a, it's a bit of unused footage from, from uh, the original star Wars of uh, Tatooine. Uh, and then the long section of B. Arthur running the cantina. Uh, so it's a huge amount of the runtime. It, it's really Are you is. including the song as part of this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cause it's just kind of sort of a double. Kind yeah, of a piece. So. yeah. It the feels song is like based on the cantina song. But with the words now, and it's like, yeah, it's got to be five minutes. The song was where I was using it. And does B. Arthur sing? Like, does she have, like, a mystery album out there? Like, where did that idea come from? B. Arthur sings. Sounds like an amazing name for an album. (laughs) Especially if it's not by B. Arthur. Only available on vinyl. Apparently, do say B. Arthur sings. (laughs) You're going to get just this. Because I was watching watching this, and I, I couldn't think, like, if B. Arthur, like, sang or anything. I was wondering, like, did they have a special guest star slated for this lot? And, you know, they walked in and saw the Wookiee and went, yeah, we're, 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 we're out of here. Yeah, like I well, said, it, go, it, feels, it. it feels like a Carol Burnett bit. Like, it, it she might have been able to sell it better, too. Like, it's... Um, B. Arthur started uh, on uh, Broadway and that type of thing oh. where she used to sing. So, yeah. Right then. Yeah, it, it feels like a it feels like a sketch comedy bit. Like it's just it's it is so out of pace. That's one of the sections that was made by the original director, right? Yes, like that's, that is that's one of the kind of central pieces. Yeah, yeah. He commissioned that. He did that. Um, one of the other skits, and then he commissioned the the the, uh, the cartoon. Um, yeah, but this is where the nightmare was. There was talk that Robin Williams would be, do one of the uh, skits, so I could picture him doing either the the uh, the robot that malfunctions or the, or the cooking show. And it might've been better. Yeah. I think the cooking show would have been a great mm-hmm. one for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the, uh, it's, it's just such a, it's such a weird thing. Like it's like, I think that's, that's what strikes me every time I watch any of it is just. Like, How many none times of it have makes, you seen this there? there I, I, I've probably only watched it start to finish, um, like two or three times since the original airing. Uh, you know, yesterday being the latest one. Like, there's certainly bits of it, like the Boba Fett I would have seen many times. Uh, I, but like I said, I didn't remember it being this long because I probably skimmed through it. Uh, you know, it's been available. I mean, as long as YouTube's been available, it's probably the second video ever put on YouTube after the welcome to YouTube video. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's been like really widely available as long as the internet has been, it has been uh, a thing. Um, despite it being suppressed almost as much as uh, Hercules goes bananas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is another one we got to get to at some point. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a must. <laughs> That's an absolute must. I prefer the original title, Hercules in New York. Yeah. Um, another one. Where I the... prefer Hercules goes bananas because <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, I saw Herbie that. goes bananas and, it, you know, there's a double feature. Oh man, that'd be a great double for Ooh, no, all season. banana season. Yeah. <laughs> all banana season. Or well, Maybe I don't know if banana splits movie. <laughs> oh, that's a you're you're working on a great uh, a great season pitch right there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right, just has to be fruit. 
ready to move to scoring? Sure. We are going to score this. Uh, we we had a discussion of whether we would uh, consider this outside of competition or uh, actually score it, and I think uh, it's it's the right length. We've done TV movies before. I think we actually do score the thing and put it into the octagon. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, in our search for the ultimate B movie, we rate each film in five categories. None of these categories is objective quality. God, God bless it. Uh, and <laughs> the first category we do call schlock appeal, and we start with Stan. There's, I, I mean, I would suggest this is enormously schlocky given the uh, the Star Wars universe and the fact that that it's basically just a TV network's version of the Star Wars universe with pretty much no input from George Lucas. So there's a lot of schlock to go around when you feed it like that. The problem is is that its enjoyability level is really low, so it's super not fun to watch. But um, I will give it a 6 just based on sheer audacity of schlock. You know what? I I hate to disagree, but no, this this is like mainstream, a a mainstream corporization idea of what they think schlock is. It it rates pretty low low for me. Uh, The marketing that they're trying to sell Star Wars is a little schlocky, but no, this is a big event. This is. This is not something for the little the freaks and geeks out there. That's this is something that they wanted everybody to see. Gets a couple more points just because nobody went. You know we should just not do this. Um, but no, uh, I'll, I'll give it a four. Well, I'd love to disagree, but unfortunately I can't. Uh, <laughs> I have the exact same scores of, of a four. Um, and and I'm the one who's sitting there going, it's not that bad. But the, the truth is that it's 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 more it's not schlock appeal, it's schlock fascinating. Like like it's it's it is somewhat schlocky, but not enough to to make you laugh and enjoy it. It's pretty much boring. It's just fascinating that it exists. It's fascinating to see once as a Star Wars fan, and and to see what it is that Lucas hates and why he wants to you know take all the copies and burn them and everything. Like it's 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 fascinating. But it's not appealing. So, yeah, four. I agree. I I made the outlier on this. Uh, you, you say Lucas wasn't involved. He was involved in every piece of it. He had worse ideas than they put on screen. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's. I, I don't think this is a corporate version of uh, of. This is a corporate version of kids today. Uh, this is uh, this is what they thought. They thought what they thought the Star Wars audience was, and what they thought uh, would would work for them. Uh, I wish a network had been more hands on with this thing because it might have gone a different direction. Uh, like it, it from the from what you know Jack had of the uh, of the making of. It sounds like the network had very little messing with this. Uh, it was the people actually being paid to work on it who were messing with it. Uh, and it's the Star Wars holiday special, for God's sakes. Uh, eight for me. More heart than budget. Uh, I don't think we have a stated budget for this. No, no. But it clearly wasn't much. I mean, even the Millennium Falcon, you can look at it. It's like, oh, that's not the same one they should, and, as in the movie. Like, <laughs> there's, that's clearly not. There's a lot of stuff from the movie that gets repurposed in this as well. Of course, which is uh, which is good thinking, but um, 
I, I think because of the fact that it's that it just aired on a network and is designed to kind of keep the Star Wars name out there, it I don't it, it's it, it's weird because it is a variety show and I think that Star Wars doesn't lend itself to a variety show. Um, I can only give it a two because this is not really a, a Star Wars thing. Um, yeah, I'm going with the two as well. Anytime that more than half your actors are only in this because of contractual obligations and will be sued if they don't appear in this. Um, yeah, two. No, well, not. you know, I, I, I love to disagree, um, but I can only slightly disagree here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a four on this. I mean, let's face it. It's, it's, you know... Hey, this thing's hot. Let's put this on the air. No, we don't really know anything about it, but we'll just put it on the air anyways, and we'll just make we'll just get huge ratings because. And I imagine they did have big ratings, you know. I mean, that, that, there's that that part, the corporate part, the the CBS part, uh, this and that. But on the other hand, I will give it a little bit more than you guys because, like I said, I think you know it's a holiday special, so by its its very nature, holiday specials have a sweetness and a heart to them. And, and at points, it does have that. And it also has a point where a stormtrooper gets killed. So, four. <laughs> you, you mentioned the stormtrooper getting killed. The stormtrooper gets knocked through a railing outside of uh, Chewbacca's house. And I couldn't help thinking when I saw him, because he, he gets pushed and he falls through this railing. And all I could think is, having just watched uh, some Mandalorian, uh, this is the only time in the entire Star Wars universe where there is a railing and it just fails immediately. <laughs> there's no other, the entire, there's a, it's a gag for years that the Death Star has no safety railings and apparently they shouldn't because the, you know, the yeah. first time you lean on one of them it falls apart. Well, and it's weird By because way, Lumpy was walking on it earlier. So apparently the stormtroopers armor is way heavier than Lumpy. Only can take, it can only take vertical pressure, not horizontal. <laughs> And, and by the it, way, hand, hand pushed first. That's right. <laughs> you never I, get I, away with that scene in in today's climate. No, I don't think you would. I mean, yeah, they they kind of gave it a bit of an out that the stormtrooper tripped on his own his own gun as well. Oh, but I, I mean, it's murder in a holiday special. That's just dangerous behavior. Yeah, I I love that uh, that Han Han picks up the stormtrooper's gun after he has fallen off the the tree, and says they're going to be looking for this guy, and then just pitches the gun over the side. Yeah, like, and then they like just go inside like problem. everything's fine. Hang out. Problem. Well, and thankfully Art Carney was there to save the day by uh, <laughs> by using his his awesome ID to call in and be like, you know, it's he just took all the money and ran. Uh, I'm going to be the outlier on this category as well. Uh, a one is all I'm giving this. <laughs> uh, and that's, that is purely for the cartoon. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, I think uh, my understanding is, is that most of the cast of star Wars wasn't under contract. They were basically, uh, they were, they were basically traded things to be in this. They were <laughs> yeah. like Lucas called and, ba and, and uh, you know, bribe them into being this. <laughs> yeah. And it shows. Is Luke is 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 Mark Hamill wearing a wig in this? It, it kind of uh, looks like Well, he had just had that car accident where he almost died. And he had had reconstructive not, not at this point. He didn't yeah, have car accident until after he had shot uh Empire, hadn't he? No, he had already had the car accident and and had had reconstructive surgery. 
huh. at this point. So that's why he's kind of wearing a, a he's so done up. That's why he's wearing so yeah. much makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got the, uh, the makeup gun. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Our next category. And uh, I tell your family you can't spend the holidays with them. What the fuck moments? Oh boy! I mean, just—I mean, at this point, just the sheer existence of this begins it. Um, oh boy! You know where where to begin? I mean, there's there's like just I think just the fact that so I mean here we are in Kashyyyk. It's fine. It's no problem. Then it's the concept that. When they when they named so I mean you've got Chewbacca who sounds like this really cool character and then okay so you've got his wife Mala and then you've got his dad Itchy and his son Lumpy and it's like, like <laughs> who the Nicknames hell nicknames you know <laughs> like I mean it's ridiculous and 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 I mean that decision of course to have all the Wookies talking in Wookiee the entire way through, like, and you're just supposed to kind of guess at it. I mean, it's it does go crazy. The the Wazan troop thing off the off the top, the that's just really freaking weird, right? I know it's I know it's a you know it, it's it's one of these variety shows, but you don't expect that one when it happens. Um, I'll say the Jefferson Starship scene because not only is it not a particularly good song, but it's it's really ugly looking too. Um, that just... mic, that mic, the way that oh, they yes. made it almost look like a uh, like a lightsaber, mm-hmm. instead made it look like a penis, yeah, a glowing penis at his head, home the whole time. Yeah, exactly, like the glowing dildo of uh, of microphoneism. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Pretty creepy, but I mean, to me, nothing tops the uncomfortable level of the Diane Carroll. I am your fantasy, and you can, you know, you, you can experience me. You didn't we find have... it artsy totsy. <laughs> <laughs> we have once again seen more evidence that all alien species in the world, in the universe, really just want to bone uh, human women. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that's I, I thought that when I was watching this. I'm like, again, again, we see human women are the hottest in you. Yeah, yeah, it's and Diane no Carol matter what is, species you are. I mean, Diane Carroll is you know in her mid 40s at this point and beautiful, mm-hmm. but come on now, it's just it's just so weird. And I t- and when I turned to Van as we were watching this and and I said, so it's official, we have Wookie porn. <laughs> Because that's exactly what this felt like. Just like what it is, yeah, and yeah, a holiday I, special on TV. Yeah, Grandpa's going to settle and, in to watch. And something. this was Bruce Valanche going, "Let's let's try and get away with something. Let's try and get past <laughs> the censors with something." Yeah, because yeah, it's the framing. It's the framing of that bit that makes it as weird as it is. Yes. Like if, if it was just the song, it'd be fine. But because it's set up as like, "I brought this video for you," it's pretty ha cha cha. Like you know, don't tell anyone that I gave you this. <laughs> and and that he and, and that he sets up which I thought what I thought was going to be a hair dryer and that which I'm sure it, probably it was a hair dryer. dryer. And and then it, and then it goes into this video and it's just like wow, Grandpa's getting his rocks off in the middle of life day. But uh, um, you know, and then there's there's some other stuff of course. I mean, when you get to the the cantina scene and you have B. Arthur singing and. 
and just and just the sheer length of it. But um, for me, it really it all comes down to the Diane Carroll scene. Uh, there'll be so much more, but uh, I'll give it a ten because there's there's gold in them Thar Hills. Yeah, no, I'm going with the ten too because at no point when you're watching this do you go, yeah, this should be happening. That's <laughs> true. Moment you are like. What are we doing now? There, you're you're there, very there, right. There is no linkage in this movie. It just it doesn't make sense. Like at no point did, did I go, yeah, this is a good idea. It does. It, it <laughs> this isn't a peanut butter and jelly Sam thing. This is like I don't know, rock and. Uh, it, it does nothing about this makes sense. Ten. <laughs> I'm not as high as you guys. I got a seven. Um, you know, definitely got a lot of WTF when we discussed them. Uh, you know, like I say, the death to me of a of a of a character, regardless in a holiday special, is insane. The porn, because it is porn. Just kind of like the meanness of the storm stormtroopers, like ripping like the the stuffed animal and stuff like that apart. Um, As a kid, I found that very upsetting. Oh, yeah. Like, to me, in a holiday special, I was like, dude, that's going to upset some kids. And that goes pretty far for a holiday special. Again, you know, like, it's it's out of place and, and everything. The one that gets me, though, I mean, and this is kind of like, it's it's a WTF, but it's not a WTF at the moment, maybe. But just knowing this, that the character that Art Carney plays of uh, Sean Dan was going to be played the role that Lando Carissian played because this was before they had Lando in the script and the, before they had, uh, had the cloud city and there was a traitor named Sean Dan playing kind of that role of the guy who betrays them, but then, you know, comes around. So just that idea to me is nuts, but unfortunately it's hard to say it's more of a, it's a more of a retrospective WTF than a, show WTF. So I'm going to give it a seven. I think, uh, I think we haven't uh, really touched enough on the finale song. Oh, um, that's true. Just so, how, you know, I'd be saying I'm drunk and I am, uh, <laughs> and, but just how drunk was, was Carrie Fisher during that song? <laughs> like 50, if I'm three sheets to the wind, she's 30. So, so the structure of the ending of this is the whole thing has been about Chewbacca, Han Solo and Chewbacca trying to get to Kashyyyk, uh, which is pronounced, I think, four different ways in the... In the is it is it ever even called Kashyyyk, actually? Like, I, it, one of the Imperial officers calls it something that if you saw that written down, you might go with it. At one point, it, it's it's referred to in the whole thing, I think, as Kashyyyk. I think Kashuk. it was. Kashuk, um, yeah. It's so, referred to the wrong way. The uh, so have hey, Chewbacca's trying to make it home for Life Day, which you know uh, from from here on everyone would assume is Christmas. It, it, it seems more like Thanksgiving, um, and uh, he uh, he finally makes it, and they ha- they bring out these kind of glowing uh, candle ball things, uh, and then and then there's this like they. They leave their home and they walk through the stars into a white light. <laughs> and then they're all together 
with all of the people, uh, including uh, Princess Leia and uh, the droids and uh, Chewbacca in a full length red robe like he's a member of Heaven's Gate. Um, <laughs> now, it does. It does. I just if they could just do this with the other characters, why didn't they just wait and do this with Han and Chewbacca too? If they just did a show up. <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, even the droids can't, that can't have emotions are here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Apparently yeah, and, and Han candy. Solo says like not even five minutes before. All right, see you, buddy. I gotta, I gotta take off. <laughs> no, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, and then five minutes later, okay, I wouldn't miss this. End scene. Isn't that the same as when he? Don't they reuse a lot of his footage that they used like three minutes ago when he was saying <laughs> goodbye to Anne? I'm sure those were the same shots. Any anything with Anne? Now that you mention it, I think you might be right. Oh yeah, there's a lot of shot reuse in this. <laughs> and and then Carrie Fisher sings, you know, one of the worst songs ever recorded. <laughs> um, well, wasn't that her payoff to be in this that she got a song? Yeah, that was the that was like because everyone kind of got their uh, got their little something out of this, uh, and yeah, she she wanted a song. It was apparently yeah, was she she insisted on a song, but when they gave her the song and it was to the Star Wars theme, she was like, "Well, not this terrible song," <laughs> <laughs> but that was all they had for her. <laughs> I, I never noticed that Luke actually shows up in his Tatooine gear. In this, uh, this scene, that's what he's wearing in, in the finale scene. Uh, it's just such a weird, like everything about it. It it, it feels like a very Christmassy moment, uh, but uh, it just as astoundingly weird. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and uh, also the like a huge chunk of the of the narrative focuses around the Imperials shaking down Chewbacca's house. But they don't know who Chewbacca is, so they're spending this enormous amount of time on a random family on Kashyyyk. <laughs> like, they got like six soldiers assigned to this task. They're checking in all the time. They're like, we, we have got one Wookiee that's unaccounted for. That's That seems to be the motivation to spend all of these human resources on this one house. Uh, so the whole structure of it's weird. And, this, and the cooking show. Uh, the cooking show itself, which is about four or five minutes long, of uh, Harvey Corman uh, just hey, making a stew is uh, is is a choice. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I, I mean, I also have to suggest that his his other um, the the amorphian instructor moment of of like constantly <laughs> slowing down and doing the, things like the that. cooking session for like pure entertainment. If you put those side by side and watch them and said which one was better and you'd rather watch again, you'd rather watch the cooking segment. Yeah. Than that yes, one, definitely. Yes. I, I was expecting the old SNL uh you know, cut hey, like you know, uh cutting off the finger gag with the, <laughs> like that's where I thought they were going. The uh No, the gag was it had an extra arm and then because of that yeah. was cooking so fast that uh Chewie's wife couldn't keep up. <laughs> And then, and then, as I see in the cast, which which is hilarious, the fact that Mala, of course, was the Wookiee wife that couldn't keep up, but also the person who played Mala was the second pair of arms. Oh, nice! Yeah, <laughs> and also was the bodyguard for the uh, for Beatrice's character in the uh, cantina scene. <laughs> That's awesome. One one of them was like a Croft performer, right? Uh, like a like a mm, Sid Murray Croft. Yeah. yeah uh, 
I'm going to go with a nine on uh, what the fuck moments. I, I I think it does have that uh, that astounding flow through of what the fuck that we always look for. Uh, memorable moments. Huh. Well, I don't. I obviously don't have any memories of this from originally seeing it, but uh, but I, I think going forward, besides the besides the atrocity of just the whole thing, I think most likely the the memory will be of the Boba Fett uh, animated piece because it is the most enjoyable part of this. Because um, I think the rest, the problem is, is that it's going to lean too much to I'll remember this simply because it's so WTF. So I'll just give it a four. Yeah, I, I'd love to go high because, I mean, the the WTF is so insane in this, but it also has this, like, Teflon quality to it. <laughs> Every five years or go, I'll go, you know, I think I'll just uh, call up YouTube here quick and have a look because it can't be as bad as I remember it. And it always is. <laughs> you, you need to take some memory pills, I think. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm only going to give it a four. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, uh, sorry. What category are we in again? Memorable moments. Oh, memorable moments. See, I can't even remember what moment, moment we're in. Because <laughs> it's only a look, one look, for the category. <laughs> I saw this when I was like four and remember it, you know? So, I mean, there's got to be something to it, right? I mean, I don't remember a ton, but I remember I remember the, the I remember Chewie's family. I remember the look of, of uh, the planet. I remember uh, the troops. uh sequence i remember uh the 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 star war trooper falling off the the rail like i have these vague memories of this thing and it did stick around for me for all those years so i got a different perspective on it from that from that way but are they actual memorable moments like special moments that you would remember no um but they just stuck for me personally so i'm going to give it a seven i have much the same experience that uh as i said i think the Cantina and the Tatooine is still my favorite part of Star Wars. I love it whenever a Jawa shows up. I love it whenever they show any more part of Tatooine. Uh, and it's, and, you know, as I said, this is the first Star Wars thing I saw. So this, uh, as, as, and many people who have, uh, you know, said terrible things over, uh, over the years, and I won't argue with any of them, uh, it's still what, uh, what, uh, uh, you know, imprinted on me as far as Star Wars went. So uh, seven for me as well. Crazy concept. Three billion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, really, what more do I need to say? It's a Star Wars variety show where nobody (laughs) with Wookiees without, (laughs) you know, Wookiees where they don't put subtitles and it's like nobody has any clue what Star Wars actually is. This may be the most crazy concept in the history of crazy concepts. So I will give it a 10. Um, I'd like to go the opposite direction just on the basis of, you know, it's a Star Wars Christmas special. That's not crazy. Say those words again Even out a loud. Star Wars variety show, not that crazy. The fact that this exists in the form that it does, completely crazy. So I'm going with a 10 as well. 
Yeah, Star Wars Christmas special. I mean, ten. Like I think we I think we may actually sweep across the board in one category where we all agree. As far as a concept, the concept of a Star Wars holiday special is crazy. Then you put in all the weird stuff that doesn't fit in with it, and the variety, the bands that the I mean Jefferson the Jefferson Starship. I mean. <laughs> well, well <laughs> because you've got Art Carney and Diane Carroll and B. Arthur and Jefferson Starship, right? I mean, like, what? I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, 10. I always try to, like, you know, this category, the idea is you're trying to imagine saying this to a producer. So I imagine like, Lucas walks in, he's like, I want to do a Star Wars special. And they're like, okay, we do it. Like, well, I want it to be a holiday special. Like, we already said yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I want it to be, be the mostly hottest thing Wookie. in the world. You're like, I want it to be mostly about Wookiees. You're like, I haven't actually seen Star Wars. But yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, the kids like it. It's going to be for kids, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's all it's all for the kids. You know, that's why we got Diane Carroll and Art Carney. <laughs> <laughs> Art Carney's going to do this bit of business like he did on the Honeymooters 20 years before this. Uh <laughs> There was a shout out to his honeymooners character. That's right, I forgot. He's got yeah, he's got that uh that uh uh Ralph and, and uh, Norton. He's got the Norton bit of uh of yeah, like the, the flourishes and the everything before he's trying to set something up. He's trying to set up one of the one of the players. Was this before or after he won his Academy Award for Best Actor? Probably uh, after. Uh I don't remember what he won for. So <laughs> you better wait for you to look it up. Kind of, yeah. Maybe he was. He, Art Carney was hot again in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> Extra resurgence. Best actor for Harry and Tonto in 1975. All right. So yeah. So he would have had a bit of a resurgence here at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, I can't make any of this make sense other than like you know mounds of cocaine that. Uh, but I think they said yes as soon as they said Star Wars on TV. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, perfect 10 for me. So if 10's across the board for this category. Uh, that brings us to the end of uh, balloting. We, we saw many links to this film as far as what IMDb reports 97. The one we watched uh, was, uh, 95, uh, was uh, 95. We're going to call it 95. So no uh, time penalty or bonus for this uh this movie uh that gives us a final total of a respectable 64.5 out of 100 uh which ties it with fatal deviation uh right behind cabin boy it's i can i mean i can see it like it's it's it 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 definitely suffers from the usual tv um lack of heart i think which is kind of where it falls Hearts, hearts where it got punished. Um, a, a combined score of only nine in that category out of a possible forty. <laughs> yeah, ooh, that's rough. That's rough. It did. Yeah, it made a tough. strong comeback if you look at it, though, in Crazy Concept. For sure. Well, between yeah. between WTF and Crazy Concept, I mean, there's no doubt that this thing, that you know, just its sheer existence alone, you know causes it to score so <laughs> i mean worthwhile to do for sure so uh jim i'm wondering how many martinis are you in now i'm i'm probably two martinis into this uh 
It'd be Martoonies, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <That's nice>. <laughs> is it an Apple teeny or just a straight? This is just gin and a and. I introduced it to the vermouth, but I didn't let it become good friends. Oh. Is it is it uh, shaken, not stirred? It's poured. Poured. <laughs> okay, All well. Right, I'm starting to sober up, so let's get going. Yes, Jim, Jim, slur your way through the uh, business, please. All right. We are on uh, Patreon at uh, Cult Film Showdown, and you can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, and uh, we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com. That is the home of the Octagon, uh, where you can follow our search for the ultimate B-movie. And uh, they are WeTalkPodcast.com. They are on Facebook and they are on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, we're starting to get some uh, good YouTube uh, subscriptions and starting to get some comments on there. So uh, uh, also Cold Film Showdown. And on your favorite podcast app and your least favorite podcast app. Very nice, very nice, yes. Well, this is our one-off holiday special, just like the actual Star Wars holiday special, so we will uh, we will be back with the regular show in no time. So, does anybody well, have... We'll do another holiday special in a year. Yeah, that's just right. Just not this one. Yeah, just well, not this one. I, 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 I don't know what... I don't know what holds a candle, but uh, I'm sure we can find something. Oh, well, 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 I'm sure we'll figure... We have a whole year to figure something out, so there's lots of time, lots of time. All right. <laughs> well, for Jim and for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, so happy holidays from the Cult Film Showdown. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Oh, the frying pan is a Now, the creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga. Mama, it's so good to see you. Happy Life Day. Either Chewbacca or Han Solo live in screen, please. She says that she would like to grant your request, but is quite unable to do so. You mean they haven't arrived yet? A galactic odyssey against oppression. Attention! Due to suspected rebel activity on the Kazook planet, the Empire has declared martial law. I want the rebels located and identified. If it means searching every household in the system. Heroes and villains. Eight left here on schedule. All is proceeding as you wish, Darth Vader. You must have been in trouble. I'm going after you. I see why they call you the best bounty hunter. Why all the long hairy faces? I made it through the Imperial Patrol tonight. I made it to Ian Hanwell. Why do I always think that taking you on for life day is going to be easy? Continuing story of our band of heroes. space adventure in the Star Wars saga, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, C-3PO, Happy Night,
R2-D2, Princess Leia. Chewbacca's family, his wife Paula, his father Itchy, his son Luffy. The Star Wars Holiday Special, sponsored by General Motors. Wonder Woman, starring Linda Carter, and Incredible Hulk, starring Bill Bixby, will return at their regular times next Friday evening on most of these stations.